What's up? What's Brent? up? <laughs> Looking good, bud. Thanks. I was just trimming up the old beard, getting ready to hit the road here. Yeah. You're starting to look like a millennial. You got your new GoPro and trimmed up your beard. You're going to have to take the curve out of that beak on your hat and you'll fit right in. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, I'm too dumb to run a GoPro. So I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like know. 25 missed calls or 25 <laughs> calls from you this week that can confirm that. Yeah, someday I'll figure it out, I'm sure. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd be running around in your 40s with a damn GoPro strapped to your chest? Uh, I was hoping not, but the way the times are, it's kind of a necessary evil right now, and who knows? I can't wait until I get to operate a drone. Like, you know, that'll be fun. Oh, you're really drinking the Kool-Aid, eh? You're <laughs> breaching the content? Uh, I always start out every year with the same like aspirations to do more content and at the end of the year it's always about the same <laughs> not great yeah I mean you call it a necessary evil but it's not really like I, yeah it's necessary but it's not really evil when everyone's doing it because I like before it was just a bunch of like Cheeto fingered pond hoppers running around with gopros and now it's everyone does it so you get to you get to pick who who you watch and there's a little more choice and can find a little bit more personality like i would watch your gopro clips (laughs) yeah they'll be interesting for sure there's so many people running gopros at the opens now i just want to like ask them if i can just borrow shots from them driving by me you know like i feel like i don't even need to buy one i can just borrow their content from them Oh, you can just steal that. There's no, uh, there's like, she's like the wild west on copyright on, uh, on YouTube. You can just take it. Yeah. You can, you can be nice about it and like, give them a, give them a shout out, but there's, uh, there's not really any legal ramification. So I need to pull that sucker on all year. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to be good on a computer though, too. I don't know. I'm learning a lot this year, and it has little to do with fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll have better than some. I mean, you see a lot of, like, uh, guys, you know, first hopping in, and there's, like, YouTube searchers, and they'll be, like, huge, massive production where they hired a camera guy and all this and all this slow, like, you know, like Palinuk and and Kyle style B roll, pretty much just rip that right off, and then they'll have like eight views. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I don't need to hire a camera guy. I'm just gonna have Rass do it because after the first day of practice, I feel like he'll be done practicing, so you can just come around and videotape me. Yeah, yeah, that's our travel partner. He hates lakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely getting him the Jordan Lee, uh, the Slake socks hoodie. Because I think he's oh. going to be holding that off lots. You better be careful. You're going to make your buddy mad. He's kind of upset about that. He doesn't like that we're going to get him that hoodie? Wow, well, no. I mean, news kind of like has don't suck and he thinks it's kind of close to his deal. So, Well, New also just released a jig head that's very close to, <laughs> to the smeltinator. So <laughs> the, the, yeah. all the kettle black there. <laughs> oh yeah i mean i might come out with the smeltinator pretty soon i'm not gonna call it that though yeah call it like I mean, the it's go like getter 
the go getter jig. I'm gonna call it the go getter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no. a, there's a million amount. I'm I'm just that's a friendly chirp. I uh, I don't mean to be. Uh, I'm not. No, I know or anything. You, he's just staying there. with us. He's staying with us for a couple. So you guys better hatch it out. Yeah, bud. We're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. He's I mean, he might still be mad about his muddy boat, but you're all yeah, good. yeah. I think we're gonna have to call it even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, we got another awesome guest on tonight, huh? Uh, yeah, Ish Monroe for just a casual conversation with us, uh, us opens rats. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. We get all the creme of the creme on our show, and we're just like. I don't even know. We're like opens guys. We're like this, like the cigar from the side of your mouth type deal. Yeah. Well, we get, we get to flex around a little bit because the, the derby hasn't started yet. The puck hasn't dropped. So everyone starts at zero, but like if we get 208th place in the first two opens, we're probably not going to be cleaning house on the guests anymore. (laughs) I don't plan on doing that, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. You get, are you gonna? You got some bait casters spooled up for the first derb or no? Oh, I didn't know they were allowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beat it, bud. Brad thinks I'm. Uh, Brad thinks I can only catch him on. He thinks all I can do is mope, like Demiki rig or hang him in or whatever, like the the deep water vertical technique. Figures you're pretty good at it. Like you're really good at it, though. Like I'll give you that. Well, how do you know? Uh, you kicked my ass doing it, so you must be pretty good at it. Yeah, but I kicked your ass at Sturgeon Bay, too, and that's supposed to be your bread and butter. Yeah, that's true. You did whoop me there. No <laughs> I'm doubt. just kidding. Had I fished the weekend before in that, that derby, you and Bennett were cleaning house, and I would have got dummy, too. I was just yeah, I mean, we kind of got our clock cleaned by some guides out there that kind of took advantage of our kindness, but uh, eh, they'll get their day someday. Lesson learned, bud. Yeah, lesson learned. Don't be kind. Yeah, yeah. That actually, that'd be the next shirt. My wife is a kindergarten teacher, and she's got this like all all this stuff that says "be kind" on it. It's like the new flavor. Like that's what. Hey, I think I came up with my new slogan: "Don't be kind." Yeah, don't. Like, be kind. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that could be our new shirt. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll take one of those. Yeah. I might get some made up. I might write it on my trolling motor. I can just take it to the next level. Yeah. Did you just curse, Brad? Oh yeah. Shoot. Can we curse on here? Oh, I, I'm. I, I'm actually asking. I don't know. Like, I can't tell with you Minnesota guys if you're cursing or <laughs> it's just like how to connect. Well, yeah. Sentences. We cur. We curse in a nice way because we're from Minnesota. Passive aggressive cursing. Yeah. 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 You guys- talks a damn slow too i can barely like i think we're still on the same conversation you and i started like three years ago same story (laughs) yeah i mean it's a long story it's a drawn out story it takes a good story lasts forever you're talking fast tonight though you got that tin cup ripping i do i have a whole mug full of it everything's good yeah mountain loudmouth soup yeah, I got the mallard circling me. I got the ALY trophy in the back or the 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 Rapala ALY thing. Everything's good. I mean it's not mine, but is it like a wall or is it just sitting there? It's kind of sitting there. 
Can you bring it on over a, to us? <laughs> on a shelf? Yeah, Can I bring it over? You want to steal it or what? No, I just want to see it. Oh, man, it's huge. Hold on. Let me look. I don't know if I'm allowed. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting Brad in trouble. He's uh, he's borrowing Fighter Studio right now. 2021 Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Oh, yeah, that thing's a beauty. Big original floater, 2021 AOI. Did you get a good look at it? Yeah. Are you superstitious? No, not at all. I mean, I won't put a banana in my boat, but besides that, I'm pretty good. All right. Huh. Why do you think that's bad luck touching it? No, no. I, I mean, I grabbed a... Yeah, we when actually the first time I met Carl Yokums and he had just won that ten killer derby. We were in his camper and he uh we walked in and that big blue sucker was sitting right there and Gussie's like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> and Brian just looks at me and is like, I'll grab that thing and we just grabbed it and <laughs> got pictures with it and we're lifting it and like, yeah, I did the full raise. I don't care about that. I know a lot of people won't touch him. Yeah, a lot of people say don't touch them, but maybe you need to touch it so you know what it feels like, you know? Yeah, maybe. I know that big blue one is a lot heavier than than people think. Yeah, there's one on a desk right over from me right now, but I haven't touched it yet. Like, I, I'm kind of not going to touch it. Yeah, well, you're not really in fighting shape, shape either. You might lift that no. thing right through the drywall in fighter's basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I drop and break the bass off, it'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you can glue her back together oh, well, what man. else is going on bud how's the prep going ah uh, the old the old yoda is about about back into fighting shape she had a little problem with a deer so she's getting fixed hopefully monday tuesday i get her back and i'm gonna head to head to georgia and go down to lanier and fish a bfl down there next week and Knock off some rust, and then I'll probably see you in Alabama the next week, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's coming up. We're getting close. I feel like you're going to come from Lanier, like catching all those spots at 30 feet and just be out in the main river channel and you foul out throwing <laughs> 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 swim bait. <laughs> yeah, I'll be out there moping probably, hanging a minnow out there. I might, can you hang like a six-inch mag draft? If I get a big enough head, I'll just hang that sucker over the side. Yeah, you can hang whatever you want, but it doesn't mean you're going to catch shit. Well, yeah, I don't think I'll catch any. But <laughs> maybe a catfish or a gar or something. Yeah. Well, I think you foul is going to be set up pretty good for you, the way you like to fish. But who knows? I don't know. I think it's a great fishery, a lot of big fish in there, but it's all dependent on the weather before we get there. I mean, it's... it's uh been pretty warm i think overall so everything should be sped up a little bit i would think yeah maybe maybe i'll get lucky we'll get two spawn tournaments this year you like those don't you yep perfect i don't know fish for bass and they're spawning here oh man huh yeah i'm in trouble bud (laughs) you'll figure it out one thing i know about you you adapt well fish is here it's just here. Let's do it. Yeah, you want to bring them in? Put the power poles down and bring power in the big poles pole. down. Yeah, I think so. It's time. Plenty of sunshine. Come on, man. Let's roll. 
What the? To catch the fish, you need to be one with the fish. With PowerPole shallow water anchors, you'll get the ultimate in precision, power, and control so you can catch more fish. No face paint or phony fins necessary. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. Want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics? Ask the fish. Berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish. Natural, man-made, every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, power bait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. What's up, Ish? What's going on, guys? Hey, Ish. Hey. How's it been? So happy you can make it. That's awesome. Yeah, squeezing in in between events and getting ready and everything else going on. Wow, you getting excited? What uh, what are your thoughts about this new endeavor you're on this year? Oh, the elite qualifiers? Or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I mean, it's got me pumped up. It's kind of the grassroots of the beginning careers of, of, of bass fishermen. And, you know, it's kind of also proving a point on how good guys are and, you know, it, it takes a lot to make it to the elites and qualifying again through the opens just solidifies, you know, everything that's going on in my career. So you're looking to come back and flex on some of these new cats, huh? Just a little bit. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of different interesting things going on in the bass fishing world. And, you know, this is one way to start the correctness of it, you know, to prove to guys that, I deserve these sponsorships that I deserve to be on the elite series and fishing at the highest level. You know, we've, we've seen it as every guy that was previously an elite series guy that's gone back to try to requalify has because of their fishing ability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a, uh, I mean, you've been beaten to death on podcasts the last couple months so yeah we've heard uh <laughs> we've heard some of the the politically correct answers and and some of the not so politically correct answers i um, i appreciate that i i you know i i was i i tried to be nice but you just when people press your buttons you know they say never poke the bear and you you, you kind of poke the bear a little bit so my not so politically correct answers are basically the truth yeah well we're not going to try to polish anything up here tonight. <laughs> you know, we're in not the, that's, that's kind of the thing about being in the, about just grass rooting it through the open. She's the wild west. It's no holds barred. And right. Yeah. So go out there, go out there and fish. You know, you've got a lot of veteran anglers fishing. You've got a lot of new cats fishing. And I, I still am a firm believer that the new guys are soft a little bit, you know, um, yeah. 
they they don't understand what it takes to become a pro angler. You know, I grew up what I call investing in myself and investing in my career. Everybody wants the easy way. They want 50,000 from a sponsor to go fish before they can, you know, actually catch them. And that's not how it works. You know, if you look at the guys as they grew up, they invested in themselves, guys sleeping in their vans, guys sleeping in their cars, rooming with people, whatever it took to, to make it and pay those entry fees. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, the, the resilient ones are always the ones that rise to the top too, you know, like you can, you can buy your way into a certain extent with, uh, with dad's credit card and kind of get set up and you maybe get some quality info, even maybe some guides here and there and, and look the part and have the fancy rig, but you know, without being able to put your nose at the grindstone and you really can't buy the ability or, or take yeah, you, can't buy, you can't buy your way into the elites. And, you know, I qualified from the West many, many, many moons ago before, you know, probably half the people that are watching even were born yet. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's been a long, hard road, but I, I mean, I'm super excited about getting back out there. Fishing's going to be good. We're going to Eufaula. I mean, all the venues we're going to are great venues. And that's one thing that I really like is the venues that we're going to, they're big lakes spread out. Yeah. Even though we have 200 boats, you still get to find a little something that you might be able to have all to yourself and, and win an event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's off the bank a little bit now these days, as I'm sure you've seen. So. Happy times from happy times for a guy like me who who loves the bank, you know. Um, active target and forward-facing sonar has played a big, huge role in bass fishing over the past two years. Um, it will continue to play a huge role, but there's still something to be said of just going down the bank and catching them and not being able to see those fish or, you know, not pinging that transducer off. I mean, I have active target on my boat and we'll be using it this year, but I'm also looking forward to the tournaments where I can just beat the bank and not have to use it. Yeah, boss. Well, geez, look at Okeechobee going on right now. You see all the, like all the bosses from the fall, um, you know, the forward facing gurus and, and the guys that have been clubbing them all winter. It looks like that's pretty much out of the equation there. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Okeechobee, Okeechobee is definitely a different animal. And you see those guys who, you know, like to throw bladed jig shallow, the guys who like to flip the guys who sight fish, you know, you can't use forward facing sonar for sight fishing. It, it, it's kind of one of those things uh, you get, you can use it for when you're seeing up underneath mats and things like that, which is, is great. But sometimes I feel that, you know, guys put too much emphasis on it and, you know, it's great in the fall and the winter, but it's springtime now. And it, it's definitely going to be a big a, a game changer for guys who don't, you know, who don't want to use it. Yeah. What uh, what do you think about the all nine ish having to do all nine? Because when you qualified, it was probably was it four tournaments at the time? It was four, it was four events. We had the invitationals that came out west, and we had four events to qualify. And but I'm liking all nine. So over the past few seasons at Bass, they had you know no off limits, and guys were hiring guides and doing everything that they possibly could to try to qualify without having legitimate fishing ability on their own. And wow. and you can see those guys, you know, they make it to the elites, and all of a sudden it's like, well, where are they now? 
without all that practice, without all that help, they don't catch them. So all nine events is going to take out the, what I call the local factor, you know, dude, if you throw uh, three events out West here and you said, Hey, Ish, I want you to go qualify for the, the elites. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to go ahead and go do that. Now nine events takes a guy and makes him catch him all over the country in all different scenarios, not just in their backyard. And if a guy can do that, he can survive on tour. And, And that's what makes a career is a guy who can catch them. You know, I've won an event in New York, Florida, Texas, Wisconsin, not including the stuff I've won out West. So every region of the country, I've actually won an event on. And so that tells you that I can catch them pretty much anywhere we go. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I think I started doing the opens. I did one division two years ago. I did the Northerns. I was really close, but I mean, I live in Minnesota. So Northern stuff is pretty good for me, but it was crazy. They had three tournaments. And if you lived in New Jersey, it was like you're fishing home bodies of water for every tournament. I was driving 20 hours to every one of them. Right. Those guys were sleeping in their own bed for all three open events while you, like you say, you were driving 20 hours. Uh, I mean, there's, there's something to be said for a guy who's going to go catch them in Alabama, then go to Oklahoma, then go to Texas, then go to New York, then, you know, catch them back to Florida again to catch them all over the country. I mean, Florida is not typical Florida in the fall when we're going down there and, and, and it's going to be different. And so there really isn't going to be guys who just have a local advantage qualifying. Now it's going to be guys who bust their butts, catch them everywhere we go that will qualify for the elites. Yeah, it should be a great season for sure. Yes, definitely. Something that's a little bit concerning is like you and Bobby Lane, we had him on uh, a couple weeks ago and you guys are looking at the schedule like, oh yeah, <laughs> we got this. You know, yeah. looking at nine and and uh, knowing the shallow water guys, obviously you're both versatile. You have to be to survive what you're doing now. Um, are you planning on shallow and water, like running shallow your way right through the schedule? Pretty much. I mean, if you look at my boat, my truck and what the stuff I have packed, I'm literally fishing. Every piece of equipment is in my boat. I'm not bringing any spare stuff to fish, you know, this technique or that technique. Um, the only difference is when we go up to fish for the smallmouth at St. Lawrence. Yeah. I got a couple of tricks that I'll bring from my house, but otherwise the rest of the season, I'm literally fishing everything out of my boat with nothing extra in my truck. So when you take off, I don't know when you take off to head this way or head to Alabama, do you stay the whole year or do you go back and forth? Oh, no, this will, the, the open schedules. So, you know, we have months, a month in between events. So mm-hmm. that's going to allow me to fly home, come home, fish other events here at home mm-hmm. and then fly back for those events. So I get to double dip, you know, the guys aren't happy that I get to fish here at home because, <laughs> you know, Gosh, I've, I've I've won a lot of money here. You know, I've won two Toyota Series, a National Guard. I've won uh, team tournament championships for boats out here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to do both because it's going to allow me to double dip, as I call it. 
Yeah. So I'll just tell them, look, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm in the freaking opens. I'm not a, not Hollywood. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not an elite guy. <laughs> and then they just look at me and laugh and nod their head. <laughs> wow. So do you yeah. have, so do you have a, you must have a boat or a partner you fish at home or how do you do that? Oh, you I, have, I have, I have, I have, I have another boat at home. That's nice. and, and another truck at home and a full set of equipment at home. And so, and then once again, I'm fishing at home. So I, I don't need a bunch of stuff. I can literally fish Delta and Clear Lake with a frog and a flipping stick the whole year and maybe mix in a chatterbait while I go to Shasta and Oroville and I get to throw a float and fly and a Nico rig and, and, and pretty much call it a day. Wow. I mean, still some of my favorite footage in Bassmaster of all time was at Clear Lake when that guy was just creaming them on the big swim baits before. Oh, yeah, Steve Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. That was some of the coolest bass fish I've ever seen. Yep, and, you know, I have major respect for a guy like Steve because he hooked a 10 pounder in the corner of the mouth and released it because of the rules. And, you know, when guys abide by the rules like that, I can so respect it. So hats off to Steve Kennedy for winning the event. He deserved it. And yeah, he, he crushed him. Yeah. I always want to go out and do that one day. <laughs> oh yeah. Swim, swim bait fishing. You need to come about right about now. Cause this is the best, uh, it gets is this little bit early pre-spawn as I call it. And then big fish start moving up and, and they want to chew on those big swim baits. I mean, I'm fishing Lake Orville and I think I've got three swim bait rods tied up in, in my boat to hopefully catch one big bite on it. So we win the event. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so you're, you're ripping the Toyota series over there too, right? Yep. Um, we got, we just finished Lake Havasu actually had a rough event there. I tried to do something that other guys were doing and, uh, that's never a good thing. Oh, got to turn that cell phone off. Oh man. I'm sorry, buddy. Jesus, um, but, but the next two Toyota series of vids, I get to sleep in my old bed. They're on the Delta and you know, I, Every Toyota series event that I've pretty much fished, except for I think one, I finished in the top 10. So I'm really looking forward to those two back to back being on the Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Main goal being to make it to the Red Crest, eh? Uh, main goal is to qualify for the open or the uh, Toyota championship for $230,000, you know? Um, that's the that's the biggest thing um to me the classic is still the biggest show in bass fishing and i want to win an open before i do that to qualify for the bass master classic yeah heck yeah so um, how go ahead oh, sorry so i mean if for some weird reason you don't make it this year how uh you're pretty devoted to get back to the elites i mean if you don't yeah. make it this year, you do it next year or whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty much go, go with it. And you know, there's some other stuff on the horizon, but yeah, that's my focus is the next year to fish the opens again. I think I'm going to have so much fun this year. I might just want to stay and fish the opens. I mean, they, they're, they're doing a lot of press with it. They're, you know, the payouts are good. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty much, uh, getting back to the old days of Bassmaster. And and that's one of the reasons why I'm fishing. Yeah. Well, a couple, you know, when you and Bobby hopped over, people are like, are these guys nuts? Like, you know, leaving the, leaving the automatic, uh, coming back into the, 
into the gauntlet and I'm, I'm looking at it like you should just stay. You can still qualify <laughs> for the classic. Right. You, uh, I know you've mentioned that your sponsors are on board with it. So yep. right out of the gate, you're paying pretty much 28 or 30 grand less than entry fees. Yeah. <laughs> or you even make a damn cast every year. Right. You know, you're probably going to get a couple top tens and the top 10 payout. Once you take out the entry fee, um, there's very little contrast between that and the elites. When you start looking right. at those, right. Um, you know, just stay. You can be big fish in the in the small pond and just take everyone's lunch money every damn year. You know, I I even thought I had thought about going back to college and competing in the college series to qualify for the classic and and red crest. I mean, I was like, hmm, go back to college, fish. They can't. Not against the rules. I'm on the college fishing team. Yeah, there you go. Like, does the DeVry Online University have a college fishing team? <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be real awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that'll be good. But and um, I mean, you mentioned like the, well, we mentioned it earlier. Like you're just getting pounded with podcasts, like constantly. Um, podcast bass is covering you. You and Bobby are going to be the first people that you know everyone looks at on the list when they look at the results. And you're probably going to get more press than this. Than I mean, like I'll be honest, when when guys go to MLF and I'm a big bass fishing fan, they kind of fall off the earth for me a little bit. I uh, just don't see him as much. And now, man, all I've been hearing is Ish and Bobby. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been a really big deal and, you know, it's uh, definitely good for the career. Um, bass is still the publication that people go to when they want to learn about bass fishing. MLF has the eyeballs from a competitive standpoint, but the people that are watching aren't fishermen. And, for us in this industry, the sponsors are paying attention to their demographic, not necessarily the demographic that doesn't buy their product because there's people that are never going to buy a rod and reel that watch bass fishing. And that's what MLF has while bass has the hardcore bass fishing fans who they want to learn more. They want to pay attention, you know? And so the press that we're going to get this year is I think going to be really, really good. And people are going to basically have a magnifying glass on us and looking at the products we use. And especially when we both requalify, they're going to be like, well, I got to, I got to get that boat or I got to run that motor. I got to get that rod, that reel, that missile bait, you know, those are the things I got to have Lawrence active target because those guys, that's what they're using to catch and requalify. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, it like a, a hard decision to like come back to the gauntlet or was it pretty easy for you? Um, it wasn't hard and it wasn't really easy. The biggest thing was, is having a conversation with all my sponsors. Yeah finding out what they want, where they want me to be. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think the companies really care what you fish as long as you're out there promoting to their demographic and selling product. And that's where I tell these kids nowadays that are looking to get sponsors is don't call up a sponsor and start talking about, Hey, I fish this. I'm going to try to qualify for that. Why don't you call that sponsor and say, Hey, I've got this dealer that's willing to take your product and buy more of your product. And I'm going to help them sell your product because they're going to continue to reorder. And those are the things that sponsors really, really care about at the end of the day. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you touched on that because you, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, there's a lot of these young guys that think they should just automatically get 50K because they're uh, they're fishing in the opens. And, you you know, you've got a 
you've got a history of being, you know, kind of a boss on the, uh, on the marketing front. So I was hoping you could shed a little light on that. And you kind of just did, you got any more advice? Uh, yeah. Brett I mean, about it earlier, guys catch, catch a bass, catch a bass, catch a bass is the easiest way to legitimize yourself. And, and that's what I think a lot of people haven't realized is there's guys out there with signature series rods and reels that have never won a tournament. So why would you want to buy a product from a guy who's never won a tournament, even if he's a, supposed to be a special guy at that, you know, no. for me is uh proof's always in the pudding. You know, we bought Michael Jordan shoes because Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. He won. And we thought that we could fly because we had Michael Jordan shoes, but you know, we didn't have Joe Dumars's shoes because Joe wasn't, you know, that guy. But we had Isaiah Thomas's shoes. It's all about the guys who are winners. We had magic shoes. You know, it's, it's, it's all about winning and legitimizing yourself. So I tell people, go out there, catch a bass, show companies you can sell their product, and the sponsors will come flying to you. All right. You hear that, Brad? We got to catch bass. We got to catch bass. Yeah, that sounds easy enough. <laughs> they do they have these things called fins and tails and they like to swim and then when you top mother nature on top of that gets a little tough yeah yeah i mean jamie i don't even think you caught a largemouth in the u.s in a tournament before so <laughs> <laughs> no i've caught uh i've only done two opens i caught 10 smallmouth and 10 spotted bass I think I can't tell the difference between a spot and a large mall. So maybe I didn't get one. <laughs> oh, actually, I talked to a guy from uh, Australia last night, uh, one of Carl Yokumson's buddies. Uh, he's coming over to do it as a co angler, and he's legit never caught a bass or seen a bass before. And he's coming over, he's buying a car, sleeping in his wow. car for three months. This car he buys. And then is just selling it and flying home, and then is coming back to do all the opens next year, like as a wow. as a voter. Wow, that's wow. dedication. Yeah, it yeah. is dedication. Yeah, it's hard to be, like. I got a twenty-eight hour drive to the first one. It's it's as far or further to you, you from the well, first. You're, one. you're lucky you only got twenty-eight. Try forty for me. I know. Oh I saw God. the map, but either <laughs> way, for sure, both of us are aching and bitching about it. And this this kid's flying from it's like a fifteen hour flight, and then sleeping in a damn Ford Tempo or whatever he buys. Right, <laughs> his first bass. So that's that was kind of a motivator to get uh, get fired up there. But yeah. So how does it work for your your deal ish? Like, you got a boat here, you got a boat at home. You just fly over and and have your rig here, or like you got yeah, sir. Charger, my phone's dying. Um, my, uh, I've got a guy who will drive the rig out there for me. I'll fly in and take it to the next event. But also, one of my old traveling buddies, he's going to the events as a uh, co angler, and so I'll just give him my rig, and he'll meet me at the events, and you know, makes it a lot easier. Nice, well, nice. Yeah. What uh are you ready for the co-anglers again, Ash? You probably haven't had a co-angler for a while. You are well, no, I've been fishing here at home, so I've had those co-anglers in the boat, and so I haven't lost that what I call that edge of you know free reign of the boat. And I understand that I gotta meet that 
cast. And, you know, one thing that's super important is making a little bit longer cast because you still got, you know, 15, 18 feet between you and the co-angler. And if you can make that cast just a little bit further before he gets there, you're going to always catch that fish. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Are you bringing Bruce or is no. that me? We got someone. Oh, right. Huh. I think we're good now. Oh yeah, that's good. What? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely different. The co anglers, you got to be a little more, little more, I don't know, assertive and yes, very Thank very you. assertive. You know, and and you know that you're coming up and you break off before you get to that key piece of structure, and you know you just kind of got to back the boat off to get retied up or grab a different rod and be ready for those because. You know, the opens is one fish can make all the difference. That Don't one fish. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to cut it. Don't say that ish. I said something like that on Instagram the other month. And I've been getting hate mail for like two months over it. So you got to be well, nice to co-anglers, I guess. I am. No, I didn't say about being not being nice to them. I'm just saying being a little bit more assertive and making that cast. But what people fail to realize is just like a guy like me and a guy like Bobby, this is how we make our living. No. You're a co-angler in the back of the boat. If you come into the boat with the mindset of learning, you will probably have one of the best learning experiences that you could ever have for the amount of money. But if you come into it being that, what I say, that co-angler aggressiveness, that like acting like you belong in the front of the boat, a guy like me and a guy like Bobby will make it very difficult on you to catch fish. And it's not that we are going to make boat positioning. We are going to literally slow down, change direction, pick the, freaking cover apart before you even have a chance but if you come and if you come in trying to learn you'll understand why we make these casts and why we do things like this and why we do things like that and we'll give you the playbook yeah. you know it, it's go frog fishing with me for a day and you get to understand and if you ask questions i'll answer all of them if you're cool but if you get aggressive and you start asking me those questions i'm not going to answer those questions for you or be truthful about it because you're being aggressive this is my living this is my livelihood you're in an aspect of riding along in the boat with one of the best anglers in the world and having that opportunity to learn i you know, when it took the opportunity to go sit in the back of Kevin Van Dam's boat, you know, Denny Brower's boat, Larry Nixon's boat, Roland Martin's boat, and just, I wouldn't even say a word. I would just sit there and watch if I ever had that chance to draw on a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, them Toyota series you're fishing now, do you ever get a real bad, like, net knock or something from a co-angler? <laughs> well, so I had one of those a long, long time ago, early in my career, and I learned how to alleviate that. And the first question is, is how good is you at netting? And the person <laughs> will tell you, you know, if they're not so good, you'll see it. They'll start shaking and stuff. And then you just put the net down or, hey, put the net in the water. Do not lunge at it. Don't do anything. I'll bring the fish in the net. And all you have to do is just lift. Yeah. So, but no, the, the, I've had great co-anglers, you know, who were honest, like, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm not very good at netting. Okay. No problem. I will land all my fish on my own. If I know that going into it, we're good. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I'll be honest. I was, uh, I was a co-angler 
uh, maybe six or seven years ago, I, I went down when they had those FLW tour opens. I rode down with uh, Gussie in one, and I drew Ray Hanselman in Texas. Like nice, best best, best possible draw in Texas. Nice, right. he's a guide down there, so it was just right. cupcake, like awesome day. But he hooks a big, like I don't know, he hooked a big one, and I was like, "Where's your net?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's down here." It was like I don't know this old boat. Very. It had one of those like real shitty stock like hibernets that are just like a tube and they like they're like a telescoping and then you get a butterfly net. Oh he's, yeah. He's fishing for a hundred grand. He's got a stranger holding a triangle butterfly net on the back of his damn boat. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. So that you know, is a lot of pressure. Him? Oh yeah, I scooped him up, bud. High five and everything. Yeah. Nice. So you're good. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was lucky that day. Does anyone you think ever, anyone ever like gets their co-angler to grab them in the opens? Oh yeah, there are there 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 there's been times. I mean, I don't trust them to do it. I because they grab your line and it comes off. You've got nobody to blame but yourself because once again, if you're in the front of the boat, you've landed bass before, and you know what it takes to land a bass whether it's boat flipping it whether it's getting down behind the console and landing it or you're asking a guy you can't blame him if you lose that fish because it's not his job to grab your fish he's doing it out of kindness of his heart me i'm gonna land all my own yeah i mean it's with a net someone else netting your fish yeah that's gonna help but like someone else grabbing them seems like that just seems like a recipe for damn disaster Yes. Huh. Well, I'll have to have that talk with my co I lean on my co-anglers hard. I'm, like like Brad said, I never want that largemouth in the south, so I didn't <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you will, Bruce. You'll catch on quick. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I've caught some. I just haven't weighed any in in a in a, <laughs> in a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Should be ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um well, Ish, we got to ask you. Um, I've kind of heard mixed mixed answers and mixed whatever. Um, you know, they made all these changes to the EQ this year, and that obviously attracted some people from FLW and MLF. Is is that what is making you jump over here, or, or did you like have enough of MLF as it is, or did you, is your was your contract up there, or uh, contract contract was up um there's a lot of different factors that rolled into me making the decision to go back to bass but once again the bassmaster classic is still the biggest show on the planet and will be for a long time and before i retire that's what i want is i want a classic trophy with the rest of my other trophies that makes sense. How many classics have you fished already? I uh, fished 10 classics. Wow, you're no rookie in the classic category yeah. either. So, and only had one that I really felt like I had an opportunity to win. And I don't know what happened. Mother Nature, tides change when we were in Louisiana Delta, the one that Ike won. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it goes. Yeah, would uh, with MLF changing to five, would that uh swayed you one way or another before, or no? No, did not no. did not change my 
my thought process because of the legitimacy of the weigh-ins and the fans, you know, mm-hmm. once again, without fans, there is no sport. And so mm-hmm. to me, you know, going and taking five fish up to a weigh-in stage and seeing the fans and shaking hands, that's the interaction that my sponsors really like. And those are the things that they want to see. And it helps me to sell product is, is, you know, the one guy that you shake his hand and say hi to, he, he might be a customer of yours for life, yeah. you know, because of that. And you say, Hey man, I, I use Iowa Tatula elite reels. Well, he's going to buy those because Ish Monroe went up and shook his hand one time. And so that's important to me. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the catch way release format because you're weighing with 40 different scales. Yeah. I like everybody weighing in on the same scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's- well, and that like someone could be offshore um, with four foot waves and someone could be in the back of a Creek and you're going to get a way different reading. Yeah. I know Brad knows there was a, there was a catch way release tournament in, uh, Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin this year. And like, you're not yeah. getting a good lock on that thing. That's, and that's fine if you're playing for a case of beer or a couple jerk baits against your buddies. But when you're right, $100,000 on the line, I mean, you look at, look at a guy who lost a classic by an ounce, you know, it's, those are the kind of things. And I've been that guy to miss the cut by an ounce or two. And yeah, I mean, you're talking the, the boat waves and you're talking different waymasters. I mean, now you're, they're going to have, you know, each boat with 40 guys in it is 40 different waymasters, 40 different scales, 40 different waymasters. And there's just room for error. And everybody weighing in on a same stage, flat, whether it's windy or not, and the fans being there just is exciting for me. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be extra fans at each one seeing you guys this year, too. I mean, that's a awesome. big draw. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they come out and I'm encouraging everybody to come out to those weigh-ins. And I will be at the Bassmaster Classic working in the Daiwa booth and the Yamaha booth and the Skeeter booth and the Lawrence booth, you know, so in the missile booth. So come and see me. I will be working there too. I am going to come see you. That'll be okay. awesome. I'll be out fishing. You boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I said this to Bobby too, and like ha- having you guys in the field is—I mean, it helps everyone. It, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, we're gonna get our asses kicked a few times, and that's you know <laughs> just the way of the road. But um, you know, if you're in a if you're in a contract meeting, you just yeah, I'm just yeah, you know, fish the same series as uh, Ish and Bobby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a good, that's definitely a good play. Yeah, no, it it, it raises the tide and. Um, Man, we're pumped to have you because before like, before you boys hopped over, it was like, okay, it was going to be, you know, last year, like Swindle and Palinuk were in a couple and then a bunch of people, right. you know, in a couple of mm-hmm. It was cool to have them around. But um, this year I was like, oh, we're going to be back to a couple couple good guys from FLW, but for the most part, a bunch of no-namers. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, validity and, and viewers to the, to the, to the game, so. And I'm definitely interested to see the new guys that are coming. You know, there, there's always that one. I mean, you look, you look down the list, there's always somebody new and somebody that can catch them and that lives and breathes bass fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be more than one, but yeah, there's some good, good young college anglers coming out. I wonder if it'll be different this year. We're going to a lot of different bodies of water 
that the colleges don't seem to fish as much. So I don't know how, if they'll have that big presence. Like last year, the college anglers had a big presence in the opens. Yeah, no, I saw, I, I saw that and stuff, but once again, things were different. They didn't, they don't have jobs in college. And so they <laughs> go fish for, for days and days on end, you know, the five fish or the five day, uh, actual practice. And with that huge off limits and no guides, that's going to change a lot of things, you know, getting that information and getting that help during the event is, is, is key for a lot of guys. And I've never fished that way. And I know Bobby doesn't fish that way and stuff. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see for those guys who, you know, have kind of lived it, you know, um, I know anglers that basically the whole year last year, they traveled from event to event, to event, to event, like they went from one open to the next open that was three weeks out or four weeks out and spent every day on the water. Can't do that anymore. No, I kind of. I only practice, well, this year I'll probably practice five days, but last year I only practiced four days. And my theory behind it was when you make the leads, you can't practice for a month. Right. You know, you got to figure out what's going on now and right. capitalize on it. You know, and that was the thing last year is, is what, you could get a guide up to the third day of practice before the or the first day of practice, three days before the tournament yep. started. Yep. Yeah, yep. And, and so there was guys that were doing that. And getting that information, you don't get to do that anymore. No. Now you show up, it's, oh boy, where do I start? Oh, <laughs> I can't dial a bass, you know? And that's, that's been one thing that I've, I've been looking forward to. And I'm hoping someday that we basically show up and we start the tournament with a off limits, but 30 to 60 day off limits. I would enjoy that too. I feel like I do better with less practice. <laughs> I, well, just I, think, I think the fish much. don't get beat up. The fish don't no. get beat on, you know, five yeah, days sure. of practice still, you know, not everybody's going to practice all five days, but it's still, there's a lot of pressure on that lake when you got 200 boats out there practicing. I can't wait to see when you show up out practicing all the people like, the last couple of years in the open, if your rod's bent over, people drive from a mile away and hit a waypoint. But I bet you they'll be looking for you and Bobby and maybe leaving the rest of us alone this year. Yeah, that's the, you know, the bent rod pattern is one pattern. They'll be on the boat wrap pattern, which is another pattern. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's it, and so you just have to be a little bit more strategic about the way you do things. You know, mm-hmm. the good part for me is I've got history on the majority of lakes, all of them, except for two of them. Wow. So stuff that I know that I'm going to fish, you will probably never see me there in practice. Yeah. And then I'm going to show up and slide in there, catch me what I need to catch and roll out and move on to the next. Yeah. And then get your elite invite and say, hell no, I'm staying in the opens. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be pretty interesting. That'd be the <laughs> ultimate flex. That, yeah. that would be the ultimate flex. And then and go to the classic that year. Yep. That's what I want to do. I want to win. I want to win one this year and be in the 24 classic. I I mean, that's the fastest way for me to get back there. Yeah. Well, pretty damn good shot at her. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we've, you know, we've kind of thrown back to it a few times, but you talk about coming up through it. Uh, I've never really heard your story about your, about 
starting in the opens and and getting your start way back when you got a you got a good story there or is it well i mean for for us it was the invitationals and at the time and ray scott was still you know the mc and it, that he came out the first turn was on the delta i had a 17th place finish there and then we went to lake havasu and i finished like 48th and still got a check there and i'd never been to havasu before then the next one that we went to was i don't even remember was it shasta or orville or something like that um old are I think, you? Uh, this tour. what was it how old were you like back when this was happening? 20, I was 23 years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was a, I was a youngster and uh, drove my van all the way to Elephant Butte, New Mexico, which is like 14 hours or something, almost to Texas and never seen that place before and finished fourth in the tournament. And I'll never remember, forget it, because it was the first time in the history of Bassmasters on the last day of the event, the first and second place guy drew each other and I drew the local hero and I was in second place. And so I had to give up my boat for one. And then I got beat out because they gave away three boats at that time, beat out by a guy who came out of nowhere, who caught a 10 pounder. Wow. And oh. I finished fourth, but I mean, I had uh, four checks out of four events finished a 14th in the points and qualified for what they call the top one fifties at that time and packed up and lived in a suburban. And like I said, invested everything that I had into it and packed, didn't even have a rent payment. I was pretty much homeless at that time and just trying to survive. And it wasn't homeless in a bad way. It was, Hey, I'm packing all my stuff, putting it in storage, moving out of my parents' house and I'm going to go try to make this work. And I did. I'm yeah. doing the same thing, but I'm 44. <laughs> <laughs> well, 44, you have a lot more responsibilities. Uh, my kids are old enough now. I'm lost all my responsibilities. I'm actually Perfect. living in a buddy's basement until fishing starts, and I'm just going to fish. There you go. That's that's one way to do it, you know. Um, go get your pre-practice in on the places you haven't been to. I mean, I'm definitely going to slide down to Virginia, and and I've been, I've never fished Eufaula in Oklahoma, but I've driven over it multiple times. It's a giant lake, and I'm going to go slide down there and spend a couple of days just driving around looking. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is an interesting schedule. I was kind of hoping they'd lean a little bit more to the smallmouth side of things this year. Nah. Nah, <laughs> smallmouth needs spinning rods too much. I don't like spinning rods that much. Jamie Bruce doesn't own a baitcaster. Do you, Bruce? <laughs> yeah, I got baitcasters. I just don't know how to use them. Yeah, if you're in trouble, then you might as well go ahead and, you know, just stay home. Yeah, no, he's just. <laughs> I'm just. I know. I know. Yeah, so. No, I'll bring my baitcasters for you, Brad. I'm you good. Yeah, you can tune them up for me and show me how respool, to respool, respool them, put some fresh line on it for them. Yeah, they're probably 12 years old. They're probably good. <laughs> yeah, I got old Black Max in here. Or... Green Carrados. Yeah, the green, the original Green Carrados. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have one of those right here. <laughs> She's retired. That's, a... that's why it's in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you retired her? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I shut her down. 
Um, <laughs> who are you rolling with this year, boss? By myself. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. But like I told Ike and John, we're putting the gang back together for 2024. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Full circle. What about, what about Ike's not there in 2024? Ike will be there in 2024. Don't let him fool you. He talks a big game about retiring. He loves it way too much. He yeah. loves that competition. He loves catching bass, screaming and yelling, fist pumping, <laughs> jumping around, back spinning, hair on fire. That's Ike. When he's not that, he, he's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to like you're not going to talk to anyone during the week. You're going to stay solo. Hotel. Well, I mean, I'm staying with my I'm staying with my co-angler team partner, and he's going to practice with me, and we just roll. Nice. And I and, and I mean, I'm not there to make a bunch of friends, and I'm not there to spend a bunch of time away from home. I I'm ready to go in, do my job, qualify, get back home. It's all business. Make make money. Making money. Yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that happens for you. Other, but I'm still think you should be really considering staying in the opens. <laughs> hey, if my sponsors want to pay me for the rest of my career, if I can get a guaranteed contract that my contracts never change or they only increase, if by me fishing the opens, I'm all aboard. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. Well, we like it, bud. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to running India down there. Um, what, what color is your boat wrap for all the all the chiselers listening right, right now? It's bl- it's black. Yeah. Just look for a black. Just look for a black boat. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bud. Well, I, we know you're busy. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for carving the time out and. We yep. we appreciate it. I mean, we're like Brad said, we're uh, we're a couple peasants in the opens here, and uh, happy we'll have to have some, guys and we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we always have fun a little bit, and hopefully, you're still there once we swing up to smallmouth country, and might be. Oh, next. I'll still be. I'll still be there because I love Thousand Islands. That's uh, one of my favorite places to fish. Um, just sucks that we're not going to be able to make it to the lake. So, yeah. you know, is what it is. Yeah, well, it doesn't suck for a guy with a fifty-eight mile an hour boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> does not does not suck for that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm in support of that decision. Yes. <laughs> cool guys. Well, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you know, check me out on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, see you guys on the water. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks a lot, buddy. Of, yeah. The Bassmaster opens all season, so <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of them. We'll see Perfect. you around. Thanks, see you. Know. Thanks, buddy. What do you think, Brad? Ah, he sounds pretty like set. He's gonna go. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Yeah, I wish I had that much confidence. Yeah, I feel like I got like a pickle for a spine after that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a little bit. Yeah. Soft. You think we're too soft? Maybe. Maybe we need more confidence. Yeah, maybe we got to harden up like a happy Gilmore when he goes and stands in front of the dam. Uh, yeah, the baseball machine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we should do our first two days of practice. <laughs> <you fell. laughs> Any batting cages around there? I'm sure we can find a batting cage. You go first, though. I'll I'll TikTok it. You go first. It'll be great. 
Yeah, I forgot you're a TikToker now, you old social wizard. <laughs> oh, I'm just gifted. Gifted for sure. I don't really understand any of it, but I just try to do my part. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not putting up in anything that you don't know is going up. I feel like yeah. you really get tripped up on that once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I know you get hit in, in the head with a baseball would probably go viral on TikTok, though. If I got hit in the head with a baseball? Yeah. I mean, we should set that up. In case we don't make it fishing, we can make it from sponsor dollars. Yeah, we could just be YouTubers. You know, I'm not going down that road, but... I what are you going to do with all your videos you're making this year? If you're not going to... Uh, I think I'm going to do Instagram reels with them. And I'm also... A lot of sponsors are jonesing for some content. So I'm going to try to create some more content at Outcast. We're coming out with a lot of new stuff and just get video of it type stuff. And, you know, there's always crazy things happening when you're out in the boat. So I'm just trying to capture some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to like talk to the GoPro or is it just going to be on your console? I got a new approach here. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm just going to have it on my console, I think. I got to bolt it on there, and I got a wire going to it, and it just, I don't know. It it would probably be just a hot mess, I'm guessing. I'll probably lose it the first day, and I'll just give up on it. But I'm going to try it for at least a day. Yeah. I lost mine at uh, at Hartwell after day two. My co-angler put it up. Well, my tra- dumb travel co-angler, Woody. <laughs> Woody. I was like, you got the GoPro? Yeah, he grabs it. And then he just put it on like the fender or something instead of putting it in the truck. And I lost it. And it had the whole card in there for like the whole weekend. Oh, so, Christ, it's like $500 down the drain. Yeah, I wasn't worried about the money. I was worried about what I said on that card. <laughs> Who knows? The wrong yeah. people get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if someone just recorded your life for two days, everything you said. Oh my God. That's why I'm not going to talk. When I made my first live, the guy put, you know, they put a microphone under your shirt and he's like, we record everything you say all day long. Yeah. And I was so scared. I'm like, I, I'm just not going to talk at all because something dumb's going to come out of my mouth for sure. And I don't want to be fined and kicked out of bass fishing for the rest of my life. Yeah, but you got to talk. That's how you get the personality. That's how you get the fan base. That's how you get the sponsor. You don't want to be some drone up there, especially. I know. I, I was just. I was nervous. You'll. You'll. You'll see when you get that chance someday. It's like you're like they're. They want you to talk, but it's kind of like, yeah. I'll. I'll talk better the next time. I'll get more loose the next time. I guess. Well, you Hopefully got to carry games too, didn't you? No, they didn't uh, no, we didn't have them then. I wish. Well, that would have been a great camera. Like the first creek I went into, I hit a cypress stump going like sixty. I mean, that would have <laughs> been great footage. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we kept her on track. It wasn't the best deal, but yeah, there would have been some choice words after that deal. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Well, you'll have a, a GoPro rolling next year, so we can see you crack that cypress stump on day three, running into the same damn creek and hit a tree. <laughs> well, that was the first creek. That was the first time I was in that creek 
during the tournament, but I did hit that same Cypress stump last year. So I'm kind of bummed out we're not going there. That place is a gem, and I look forward to going back there. Yeah, you can keep it. Oh, you'd Those love it. Holes. Oh, you'd love it. That Lund would be high and dry, buddy. Yeah. I got my yeah. first, uh, I ordered a, what do they call them? A push pole. I ordered me a oh. push pole. You'd be proud of me. The I thought maybe I thought maybe you ordered like a ballast or something. Something you could fill it up with water and float higher or something. Do you have like those things that the walleye guys run so you can get Some them? On? Yeah. No. You don't? No. You got to no. get something like that. Why? I'm set up like fishing wise. I feel like I'm I'm better off than anyone because I can plane off in zero water. Yeah. And, and uh, my deck sits higher than any boat on the tour. Yeah. You'll like the second tournament for bad fish. And the only disadvantage you have Plus is six, speed. Six. So I am six, six pretty much standing on a damn uh, elevated platform. I'm going to go practice. So we'll practice together on the second one down on the, where are we going? Louisiana or whatever. Yeah. Holy Toledo. Toledo. We'll just practice together. We'll we'll split the waypoints. You can see the bads and just mark them out for me. That's a terrible deal for me, bud. Oh, no. It'll be great. You can see well. I'll just take half of them. I don't even care what half. Oh, okay. That's not bad then. Yeah. I mean, what? Lucky you're that tall, though. How would you ever scoop a bass out of the side of that rig? Oh, it's good. There's like, there's no. I feel bad for the guys grabbing them in in bench seat bass boats. Like I have a dance floor where I can just walk around and land them wherever I want in there. It's perfect. Yeah. And then there's big high walls, so you just pin them to the tin. Oh yeah. And then you can just stick them anywhere. It's like throwing a damn magnet at the fridge. <laughs> nice. Nice, I'll lose nice. the first six I hook this year now. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's nothing more heartbreaking than touching one and not getting it. It's Ooh. happened to me like twice already. And it's when we go up to Thousand Islands and those smallmouth are on like crack and they're used to fighting the current their whole life and they do not want to come in that boat. It's it's just heartbreak some days. Yeah, I believe that. All right, bud. Well, you down, put a bow on this unit. Yeah, I think it was a great show with Ish and very, it was interesting. Ish is, uh, I've never really talked to him and seems like a really cool guy and can't wait to see him at the classic and hopefully, hopefully stand in the check line next time once or twice this year. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet bud. No, it was fun shooting the informal breeze, always a blast. No uh, doubt. Buddy. It's a weekend now, so I'm off the clock. Don't be calling me about your damn GoPro questions. I call will call you that? anytime I want, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, thanks, okay. Galaxy. I don't know. Share your share this, share that, whatever. We'll figure it out. If you're listening, if you're listening this late, then you're probably uh, pretty deep into the show. And yeah, give her a share on your social. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have some giveaways going here at some point, eh, Brad? Yeah, I think the next one I'm going to have some FXR giveaways and we'll do giveaways from that point on, just trying to get stuff tracked down. And thanks for Bass Galaxy for tuning in and appreciating the show. We appreciate you guys. I 
big thanks to Pat and a huge thanks to Andy for getting this all going and doing such a great job. Until next time. See ya. See ya. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace.